It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, where we've been taking a break for the past few weeks because nothing has been happening. But guess what, guys? Shit went down today. Yes, because <laughs> yesterday I said when we had a meeting about something else, which we can't announce right now, but sometime soon we'll announce it, maybe. We were having a meeting and I said, we're not going to record another episode until Patrice Bergeron signs or David Krejci signs or the both of them sign. And then I did say, well, we're not just going to record if Pavel Zaka signs. But guess what? We're in that situation where we're putting out a very quick episode, striking while the iron is hot, because we had triple signings today. Now, before I do introductions, I'm going to say the sound quality today may not be what you expect, because it's a no rules podcast, because it is hot as hell everywhere. So if you need a fan or an air conditioner, to record this podcast, you put those babies on. I'm in an air-conditioned room. My office upstairs is over 80 degrees Celsius. I'm not Celsius. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to say Celsius. That would, that would kill you and almost instantly. <laughs> Are you sure there's still a room in the house? <laughs> I live on the planet Venus. No, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no not, not Celsius. It is Fahrenheit. That, that was pretty dumb, but that's okay because uh, I'm feeling pretty dumb today. So there we go. Uh, so here I am in my dumbness. I am VA, of course, uh, hosting this shindig, and I'm here with Jeff. Oh, hi, hi. Tim. Heidi ho. And Nick. It, it's hotter than a witch's testicle up here. Let me tell you. Wouldn't it be a warlock's testicle? I I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be a witch's teat? That's colder than a witch's teat. Oh, I colder to... than a oh. It's 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 hotter than. The Traveling Dick Wizard's Bridges. <laughs> also stickier than them. <laughs> That's why the condoms failed. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, no, come on. The time Traveling Dick Wizard did not use condoms. We know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it would defeat the purpose. It, it would. <laughs> if he wanted to propagate the world, um, especially the United States of America, between, uh, what was it, 19... When when was he drafted? 1980? It was 91. 91. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a year older than me. 1991 to uh, 2015, 2016? I don't know. Whatever. He doesn't answer his you know, phone last on couple, Father's Day. Less, less a few years living in Siberia because um, he was, you know, in uh, in uh, um, Omsk for, uh, for for three years in the in the KHL. Well, I'm sure Omsk. there were girls there too. Had <laughs> there women now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. But anyway, here we go. Um, <laughs> yes, so. Nine o'clock this morning, guys, there was a um, tweet that was put out by the Boston Bruins of a very slow motion Bergie walking down the hallway towards the ice and he winks at the camera. It's one of my favorite no text. Nothing else. 
only, only one way to interpret this tweet. And uh, a half hour later, um, sure enough, Gershwin on signs. The bad thing has not yet happened. <laughs> it, it has not. There's a couple of things I wanted to say about that. He's not ready to retire yet, guys. He's got stuff left in the tank, which is really, really great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I just saw a picture of, of Bleach Blonde Bergy from his Providence days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, everybody has to go blonde once. Right? That's the way I look at it. So anyway, he said that on the game seven at Carolina, I had a hard time believing that that game was his last. Definitely motivation, he said. I'm, I'm not ready for the next step in my life. I still have some in the tank and some to give. So then in, he acknowledges that there's going to be adversity. There's going to be some adversity to start the year. Obviously, you'd rather have Marshan, McAvoy, and Grizzlick, But adversity can make you a stronger team down the stretch. With those comments, and I'm sure there are more comments, I did not watch the video on the Bruins Twitter page yet, but I did watch the video of him happily announcing that he's bad, he's glad he's back and that Krejci is back and that, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a fun season. And I just watched that again and again and again because I couldn't get enough of it. Hey, look, it's not objectifying Bergeron. Everybody knows he's perfect. Oh, yeah. Why would you not want to mm -hmm. bathe in that? I changed my profile picture to the picture of me and Bergeron because I have stood next to the man and I want whatever he has bottled. Whew. Okay, anyway. So, yes. So that happened. And then at 11 a.m., what else happened? Then a no-context picture of David Krejci. Smiling. Smiling. Yeah. His awkward little, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and then about a half an hour later, they announced that they signed Krejci. And we'll get into these contract details in a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, so we're just waiting because, uh, you know, I saw a couple of tweets from uh, Emily Benjamin and Matt Porter saying, oh, the date is 8-8. Could it be? And we haven't heard anything yet about that. Uh, no, and the clock's running down here, so... I suspect that given that what also continued to happen, we, we as Bruins fans maybe got a little spoiled today mm -hmm. and got our hopes up. Yeah. Because, of course, subsequently, um, much later, another picture, not in uniform, of course, because he hasn't worn one yet, but uh, just a picture of uh, Pablo Daca looking awkward, standing below some, ban some Bruins banners. <laughs> well, yep, that happened at 2 o'clock. Um, yes. It was nothing for him to just come on over to the podium back when he got traded back what was it july 13th yeah um yeah on, uh, on free agency day yeah yeah mm. because he lives in the area because he has made this his year t year round home basically because his uh his fiance is from needham so he just drove down down some streets came over but anyway yep a picture from that press conference of pavel zaka and then 13 minutes they didn't make us wait the whole half hour this time it was 13 minutes later they announced a one-year deal now the only bummers on this particular one, someone spoiled, some someone spilled the beans before it dropped, whereas there was no no murmurs about the other two. Well, he was set to go to arbitration on what August 11th, which is three days from now. Yes. Yeah, that Thursday. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's good that it's all just settled. Now, um, why don't we talk about the details of the various contracts because they're interesting. Do we actually have real details from Cap Friendly? Because the last time I looked, we did not. Let me see what it actually has. I will say the the Bruins should do this in the future when they sign people. The no context random pictures of people smiling is is exquisite, and I like it. <laughs> so without broadly they have, so broadly we have structure we don't have on cap friendly the terms of the performance bonuses okay yeah that's what that's that's, fine. that's where it's been um yeah so yeah. so tim is so, gonna really love it when lou lamorello is hired to replace don sweeney and it's just a picture of lou looking like lou <laughs> it's gonna be great Sweeney's gonna be gone and we're gonna get to no contact yeah, I would genuinely bet significant money that uh, Malou's current job is his last one but anyway <laughs> he's pretty old at some point exactly. you gotta give it up man but anyway I was it was a joke it, I just wanted to be a smart but I was gonna say on the other hand it's like yeah you tell but on the other hand yeah sure you tell uh, Lou, Lou he should retire Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you wake up in the trunk of a Cadillac in New Jersey when that happens. <laughs> or North Providence. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's convenient, really, you know. Um, I guess he's in Long Island, so it would be like like in Long Island City now. Like, oh, like, okay. Oh, in, the, in the trunk of an abandoned Cadillac at Brighton Beach. There we go. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know if he were not with the Islanders at that point, but then people were like, okay, never mind. We're overthinking this. This does not need to be thought about. <laughs> um, or does I, it? Okay, so, contracts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, Bergeron's contract is, of course, of one year, uh, bonus heavy. Um, so, the total value is a, a total AAV of $5 million, uh, of which only $2.5 million is his cap it. Uh, that is a uh, now interestingly I'd seen somewhere else that it was uh, broken into 1.5 in base salary and a million in signing bonus but cap Burnley doesn't have the signing bonus okay and that of course he has two another two and a half million in uh, performance bonuses which I believe are mostly based on a very low number of games played basically they're playing the they're, they're pulling the shenanigans they did with Chara those last three contracts. Okay. You know, well, why not? You know, he turned it. Big bonus for playing ten games. You know, basically, so punting half of this cap hit down the road. So interestingly, you know, there's been a lot of stupid chatter about all the about the nature of this deal, and it's like, look, well, regardless of which measure you use, whether it's you call it two point five or five million, Bergeron's fucking steal of either of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, yep. Um, and of course, I believe it has. Uh, Something reported headed in NMC, but like whatever. Obviously, it's Bergeron. Doesn't matter. Like even if they suck, they're not trading Bergeron. No, no. Yeah. Unless it's to Montreal later, right? <laughs> hey, wait, wait, no. In his press conference, Bergeron specifically said that um uh, that Kent Hughes knew better. Oh! Didn't even approach him. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I just that whole that whole thing was just insane to begin with that people ran with it and uh i say people but pe- people are tony amante and his reflection in the mirror are the people that ran with it 
Um, here is the quote that I have. We've known each other for 20 years, so he knows the Bruins was the only place I wanted to play. Says Hughes stayed out of his way and let him and his family make his decision. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. So I'm, I'm glad that happened. Uh, but no, he, he doesn't want to play for Montreal. He's never wanted to play for Montreal. If somehow or another the Coyotes had moved to Quebec, it might be a different thing, but probably not. I don't know. But the, the thing is, is that uh, I was wrong. I was wrong about two of these signings. I'm going to say that I was wrong because I didn't believe in my heart of hearts that Berkey was going to come back and nor did I believe that Krejci at all was coming back. That one was Same. like, I was more sure about. So yes, I'm going to admit I was wrong. Um, and I'm going to say that, um, I admit that I'm wrong and it was probably just because I was protecting myself. There we go. But I will tell you that we did get somebody who said, because I put out some stuff on social media, um, I'm so glad the bad thing didn't happen. Can you guess who that was from? Our friend. Oh, yeah. I'm a Green Mountain girl. Right, right, right. So there you go. I was going to say Vermont girl, but... Well, Green I Mountain. mean, she is probably from Vermont, I think. So um, Based on a name assume... like that one, what did we reasonably infer that this individual is from Vermont? Yes. Right. We also <laughs> had... I don't think they're from the Blue Ridge. Probably not. I mean, is blue green colorblind a thing? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it is, I probably am. <laughs> I just have every color blindness known. I don't see any colors like anyone else. That's okay. That's what makes you you, Tim. And you're embracing the dark anyway, which we'll talk about that at some other time. But uh, we also got uh, Jason M saying that he was so happy the captain's back. Hopefully they can keep pasta with Krejci and maybe we can get Zaka to, now he says a 2020 level. I don't understand what that means. Does he mean like 2021 level or? Because Zaka had one more career point last year than he did um, in the 2020 yeah, yeah. So he did 35 and 50 in the 20, 20 21, but 19-20 was 32 and 65. So, so I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, that's fine. He's happy the captain's back. That's what, uh, what's going on. And also, uh, we had US, uh, UOS Ball Boston Bruins who said, since they signed Zaka and he wears th- 37, what number will Bergie wear now? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. It is funny, but it was something so of course, that we talked Zaka about. Zaka does find himself with a conundrum here because the usual hockey player thing to do here would just be to reverse it. But of course, McAvoy's already got 73. Mm-hmm. And he, um, I have a hard time imagining he's going to give that up. So the only thing Zaka can do, in my opinion, to get in my good graces is take 56 and honor the sacrifice that Eric Howell made to bring him to Boston. And if he doesn't do that, straight to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep imagining Eric Howla wearing the gauntlet, you know, and and getting ready to to just snap his fingers to do the snap. He's Iron Man in this situation. (laughs) Eric Howla died so that we could all live. (laughs) And by died, I mean went to the New Jersey Devils. Which is the same thing at this point. Yeah, it's a form of death. It really is. 
So, yeah, so I wanted to make sure <laughs> I got those out there. I agree with you, Tim. 56 all the way. You can do it, Pavel Zaka. You know, uh, has a Twitter. You can tweet at him. Oh, Tim, I sent a homework assignment. I mean, I'm going to have to do it. Either that, does he have Instagram? I can do that. I can send him an Instagram DM, too. I did that all throughout the NFL offseason, Instagram DMing random NFL players, asking them to sign with the Bucks. Not the only time it worked is when Tom Brady actually resigned, <laughs> <laughs> and he only did it for you. I mean, Tim. I'm more intrigued that they all have their DMs open. Like, well, Instagram, or, or you can, can you DM. Close the yeah, Instagram, you can DM anyone. They don't really, you can't. Oh, they don't have them closed. But like, the chances that any of them actually saw the DM that I sent is like probably like negative three percent. So, yeah, you can accept or decline a message request. Uh, because I get lots of message requ- requests that I just delete because I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of them are naughty or anything. They're really boring, but it's like, no, I don't want to do this. Thank you. Craigie's uh, deal. Yes. So Craigie's deal. Uh, again, one year, bonus laden, 35 plus contract, um, a total value of uh, $3 million. Which is uh, one million in base salary and a total of two million in potential performance bonuses. Again, mostly related to games played with really low thresholds. So, one of the big take homes here is a we have top two centers with a in season cap hit of three point five million between them. Wow! Uh, yeah, take uh, that, Toronto. <laughs> take that, Oilers. Not a small number of teams have a more cap hit in their first line center than we than, Bru- than the Bruins have in all in their top three, <laughs> mm. and that's with you know Coil quite overpaid. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the other take home here too is that Sweeney is clearly just straight up writing off the twenty three twenty four season. So so under the CBA, if you're up against the cap, uh, performance bonuses can get anything that exceeds the cap limit can be spilled over into the next year, into the next year. Now the Bruins to be quite clear, have a truly have an enormous amount of, of space, right? On my right now, right now for next year, like at present a projected $25.4 million in cap space next season with approximately three players signed. No, no, that's <laughs> more than that. It's actually uh, a lot of it. It's actually seven defensemen and then only um, uh, five forwards. Right. Hell yeah. And then, uh, and only one goal, and only one goalie. <laughs> That's probably a little like, short okay, of a full team. <laughs> for a beer league team, bit. that ain't bad. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so, uh, anyway, a lot of space in that season. Obviously, he can't realistically expect, continue to expect both Bergeron and Krejci to keep coming back. So it's just like, okay, we're just going to do this. Fuck it, we'll do it live, right? Um, <laughs> good news is because there's no one signed, they're not going to get a Ginlud and have to trade and have to trade and have to do the equivalent of trading Johnny Boychuk on the eve of a season that's supposed to be competitive. Okay. Oh, that's, man, that hurt. That's yeah. That's 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 good. Now, how whether or not they'll be able to put together a competitive team that season is a different question entirely. But like this team is very much a you're here and now until the bottom falls out, and you do everything you can to keep the here and now not bottom falling. If all of the performance bonuses are met, you're looking at four point six five million against the cap next year, right? 
Well, there, there are there is one other roster player who's eligible for bonuses that could spill over as well, and that's Swayman because he has ELC performance bonuses. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I think that might actually be included in that four point six five. Oh, yeah, that would be yes, yeah, yeah. because I mean, it's only um, uh, it's four point five exact with just just Bergeron and uh, and Krejci. Right, okay. right. Yeah. Um, I looked at the the raw, I mean the total number, but I didn't go back to figure out who had the other bonus thing. But that's okay. You did that. There we go. See, this is why we work yeah. well together. That's 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 <laughs> cool that they that you can do that. The NFL does the similar thing with their fake years on contracts. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with the NHL. I mean, the NFL. Just look at the guaranteed money. That's it. That's the only number well, you need to well, look at. Well, you know, Interesting. You know, one of the reasons they did that with the performance bonuses under the 2013 CBA was because prior to that, certain teams would use players on ELCs whose all their bonuses counted as their cap hit, as cap mules. So quite famously, the Islanders had um, Niederreiter up in his draft plus one year, played him like 10 games, but rode his $1.75 million with bonuses cap pit all season to keep them above the, above the floor um, oh so interesting. not generating space for teams but making it so teams couldn't pull that kind of bullshit ah. right was, was, was the main motivator for, for for allowing the bonus overage system <laughs> yeah um that's interesting that's really interesting yeah. so anyway sweeney is we're living in the here and now he's he's Possibly writing off that season or expecting that a bunch of prospects are going to graduate. I don't know. We'll see. Keeping in mind, he also has to leave a lot of space open because, like, uh, oh, you know, Pasternak is, uh, if and when he signs contract, it's going to be large. Yep. Um, and, uh, and of course, Swayman will probably jump up to about the three to four million range. Um, my guess is they'll end up bridging him to the end of Ulmark's contract before paying him for real. But that's just a guess. <laughs> right. Uh, how how concerned are you that uh, Pavel Zaka only signed for one year? Basically, it gets him to, to free agency. Yes, yes. So Zaka's contract, yeah, one year, $3.5 avoided arbitration. So I was a little surprised to see them walk him to uh, UFA. Um, but he, of course, he hasn't played any games for this team yet. Honestly, if you look at his record in New Jersey, it's hard to say this guy deserved more than about two or three years anyway. Okay. It's it's a year trial. Um, it's a year trial. They can sign, they can extend him any point after January 1st if they're happy with it. And here's the thing. If, he, if they decide it doesn't work and they let him walk or they can't get him signed, they traded someone, a, a someone. Uh, sorry, Tim, but they traded someone else on a on an expire on a UFA contract with one year who would have walked in a year anyway, right? So it's not, it's losing something for nothing in the sense that you lose any UFA for nothing, but it's not like fucking up a young asset in this regard. Not the same way you would be normally if you slow walked one of your own damn pro, d- damn draft picks to UFA to UFA status. Right, right. That that makes sense. And I guess if, I mean. Zaka's not going to be a guy that he's he's not going to be the, if he walks at the end of the year he's not going to be the difference between you contending and not in 23-24 so well last just did like he's he's he's, he's a um we, we have a 3C right he's going to be our three left wing this season presumably especially now that we have we know our who our one and two will be mm-hmm. um and like again, like it's not that big a deal if you lose third line players usually. 
they're not hard to replace. But, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where if he has a really good year and they consider using him as a center at some point, right? Well, yes, there's that too, right? And that was sort of what I assumed was the case when they acquired him, is that they see him longer term as a center. Yeah, I thought it was insurance. For one year, so who knows? Yeah, I, yeah. Thought it was, I thought it was insurance when they traded for him, because just in case the bad thing happened and Krejci wasn't coming back, you know, it's like if if Patrice Bergeron signed, but David Krejci did not, then you had Pavel Zaka to slide into 2C, hopefully. Oh. Also, if he does have a really good year and you don't, you still don't plan on keeping him, you can also trade his rights before the draft and try to get something that, that way, like a late I round. Mean, pick a pending thing. UFA, though, you get like a sixth for that. It's, but it's not nothing. I totally expected him to say you can trade him back to New Jersey to get <laughs> 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 No, they're just going to resign Howell at the end of the year. They're going to resign Howell at the end of the year. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. Oh, Tim, I hope you're um, prepared for the worst. <laughs> I still think you need to stop falling in love with mercenaries, Tim. <laughs> I, I can't help what the heart wants. I feel like we need to write a fan fiction about Tim falling in love with mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's I, it's already happened with Nosek, so it's gonna happen again next year. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking out loud here. You know, hot take, hot take. Do they, you know, just load this team with uh, checks to uh, try to bring back Krejci for one year? Well, that's just it, because like this team has so many fucking checks going into this yeah. into this coming season, right? Krejci, Bergeron, Zacha, Noshik, Zaboral. It's <laughs> um, a lot of checks. And Zaboral's like psyched about Zaka because they grew up playing on the same teams. They were drafted the same year. They were, they were best friends growing up. So, um, oh, that's very nice. Isn't that really sweet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's really cool. They, they, they both they both came to the came to Canada to play in Canada at the same time. Although they ended up in different leagues as well. Nick, um, because uh, uh, Zaka in the in the import draft, Zaka was drafted into the OHL, whereas um, um Zaboral into the Q because the the import draft, all three leagues participate in the same draft. The the amateur leagues up there are interesting, very interesting to me. Well, you got to see a lot of Zaboral, didn't you, yeah. Jeff? Yeah, so I, I got to see him, I think, at least once each of his his pre-draft and at least once each of his post-draft seasons. And again, it's why I still defend the pick, because like the one game I saw in his pre-draft, he was way better than, than Shabbat, because they were, you know, line mates, right? Mm-hmm. They were a pairing. But yeah, you know, again, the tale of many Zaboros I saw. A plurality, a, a plurality of Zaboral's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really great about Zaboral? He wasn't caught during Ubergate saying bad things about his coach. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Going off of just tale of many Zaboral's, it was the best of Zaboral, it was the worst of Zaboral. <laughs> I feel like that's that's his career up to this point. Yes, Zaboral in peace. <laughs> Anna Zaboral. Anna Zaboral Karinina. No, no, Zaboral Karinina. Zaboral Karinina. 
Dr. Zaboral. <laughs> okay, this is a, a short story, but the Zaboral. <laughs> the trench coat uh, by Google. So. Okay, I thought you were going for the thief by um, uh, by, by Dostoevsky there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I was I was staying with Russian um, uh, uh, Russian uh, uh, writers, but uh, I went off track. That's okay. I, I'm not very much. I'm not very up on Russian literature. I'm sorry. I like to read creepy books, like about like I don't know sciencey things. I mean, like like like. Russian literature. Russian literature is 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 is, 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 is ponderous and grim, right? So, yeah. it's I very read just about any Russian. German book and get that, duh. <laughs> 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 or better yet, Russian existentialism in film. There we oh, go. God. Yes, I I actually wrote a paper in German on Russian existentialist uh, um, film. Man, like. Western existentialism's a drag. Russian existentialism must just be the worst. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wrote it in German. It was it was German existentialism, but you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I come on. Let's just say it correctly. Uh, say it that uh, the the Swedes are the only ones who do it correctly. Okay, there you go. In film, anyway. Yeah. So no, I think it was really funny uh, because when I met Nick's partner, Lore, Lore and I had read the same book the gory details and we were both talking about the face mites and the different things so that was really cool <laughs> <laughs> like we read the same books it's great <laughs> but anyway okay um so we had those three signings we're waiting for david posternock to sign i said to someone on twitter why it was important to have pasta sign now because we don't want to let this get to the season uh, because there's no, 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 likely no, no, to be no. no negotiation during the season. And then that is what we've seen with Tori Krug and David Krejci at one point, you know. So. Yeah, and there's the thing about that is if they can't get him signed, like it's not this is this cannot be allowed to be an own rental situation. Right. Like people criticize that angle and like it's not that's fine. But a player that high end a player, you have to ensure you get something for it. Exactly for them if they're not gonna, if they're not going to sign. There is no well. We're just going to ride it out, especially when a team is not going to be good enough to justify that. Right, right, right. So, so that brings me to another question: How good do you think this team will be? Because they do have right now they have an excess of contracts. So they have to move somebody. So right off the bat, we can reasonably assume that Wag the Wagner ends up in uh, in, uh, in in Providence. Right. However, um, that doesn't fix it because that 20 that, that 24 out of out of 23 contracts is with Wagner up and with Studnica who requires waivers down on on cap friendly right so, so we can just we can treat that as a swap you still gotta you still gotta move someone right exactly um I think it's probably going to be Craig now, prefer, Smith. preferably you move Felino to literally anywhere but we know the reality of that yes um I think the most likely, my view, of the most likely scenarios are, and again, because I don't, re even though we have so many freaking defensemen, I don't see Sweeney moving a defenseman. The man still has fucking, still has PTSD from that twenty seventeen, from that um, uh, twenty seventeen uh, first round. 
Right. Tommy Cross was playing in the playoffs. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, we had to they had to scrap the idea of a PTO of a PTO and burn a year of McAvoy's of McAvoy's ELC because they ran out of defensemen. And we all supported it. <laughs> we were like, damn it. It was the right it. call and I was I still can't believe how good he looked just strolling into the playoff I mean, it was against Ottawa, but still, you know. <laughs> can I can so I, I don't I don't realist who they trade? Okay. Still some of your thunder, perhaps? All right. I'm, I'm assuming... Okay. Go on. <laughs> Trent Frederick. Oh. Huh. Um, he doesn't make enough to solve the problem. Well, I huh. guess with Wagner already down, he might. But yes, Frederick needs an... I'm still inclined to think that Craig Smith is the most likely exit. I don't think it's the right move. But for a lot of reasons, it's the one that makes the most sense. He's probably the most movable of the expendable pieces. Hmm. Like you could move Smith and get an asset and actually get something back. You wouldn't get a good enough back because you would probably there, there'd be the um, there'd be the um, uh, the, the cap situation um, uh, thumb on the scale. So you're not going to get the second that he's worth, but you might get a third or fourth for him rather than giving up a pick. In an ideal world, it'd be Felino. Felino's going to require a first to get to move. This team cannot afford to move a first for that purpose. No, you're just going to have to eat the year of the contract as bad as it is. So I think. And Felino, you know, to Felino's credit, Felino thinks that under Cassidy, he was not used as well as he could have been. So he thinks that there that Montgomery might be able to utilize his what's left of his skills to to his betterment. I guess we'll see. One thing I'll say though, and this is sort of a, just a general Sweeney comment. Felino is a classic case of an example. If he signs suspect contracts that work out even worse than anyone could have reasonably expected. <laughs> it's a talent. <laughs> like, 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 right though, like you know, like both Bleski and the Backus contract. I don't think anyone expected them to be nearly as catastrophic as they were. Just like Felino, just like Felino didn't have it was coming off of a bad season, but not as, but not like the season he just had bad, right? This impressive ability to just like sign a bad contract and have and have everything go everything break to the worst case scenario across the board, you know, sort of like John Moore being hurt approximately forever once he was signed. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they didn't really tell us what was going on there, but it, guess what? It was a hip labrum. Huh. Oh. Felino, we knew that he had back problems. He had back problems going uh, into uh, you know that one season. What was it? Twenty twenty one, twenty two. That was just last year, um, 2020, 2021, when he was uh, eventually, you know, brought up to the uh, the Maple Leafs. Um, he had back problems. And unfortunately, sometimes when you have back problems, you, you lose your legs. And he's old enough that that was going to happen anyway. Um, look, I understand from a leadership point, like Krejci, they lost Krejci. So it's like, oh, let's bring in another leadership guy while the, the younger guys are still kind of finding their way. But now I feel like now you've got McAvoy, you've got Carlo in some capacity, you've got uh, Brad, of course, and Bergie above all. You know, you've got a lot of leadership in that room. So you don't really need, excuse me, somebody like Nick Foligno for something like that. I love Nick Foligno, the person. Again, I think he's great. Uh, I loved David Backus as well for those reasons. But, you know, I just... Uh, I'm sad that it just didn't work out as well and that it's just kind of catastrophic, as you said. 
Uh, by the way, David Backus and his wife have opened a plant-based eatery in I, somewhere up in Minnesota, maybe Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So he he switched to plant-based while he was with the Bruins, and uh, that's just their lifestyle now. So uh, it's like a it's a a chain. And so they bought like a couple locations of a chain up there. So if you're ever up there, there you go. Yeah, I'll Nick. definitely check it out. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, obviously Felino should be the one to go, but we know it's going to be Craig Smith. Yeah, the other option would be in addition to burying Wagner, burying one or both, Nosik, Nosik or or Frederick, or I guess you could bury Felino. All of them bring the exact, all of them bring the same level of uh, cap relief, with the exception of Frederick, as Frederick makes below the th- below the um, bury threshold. Right. So all of them, you'd still be stuck with some cap hit. Again, the question is, is how much they're committed to making ice time for Studnika, for Steen, mm. Lysel? Yeah, there are a lot of pieces that are going to be way up in the air. And we'll see. Like, like Lysel and McLaughlin are both going to start in Providence, and they're both going to be champion at the bit. Yeah. That, that's the thing, right? So. Yeah. Uh, why would you... I mean, you could probably trade Nosek if you wanted to, but why would you? No, no, you can't. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we know, we know, Tim, we know, we know. These points, like, he is definitely a tradable player. But again, honestly, the, the, the hassle of trading him is probably worth, worth, you're better off just taking the partial, the, the, the um, uh, partial resi- residual hit by burying him if you're going to move him. Hmm. But like, I think that part of why Smith makes the most sense is a he's the most easiest to move because he's useful, and because he play at three right wing, that is possibly one of the most easily subable positions on a roster spots on this on this team. Right, and also that's three point one million going another way. Yeah, and remember if you. If you just trade someone in that ballpark, whether it's him or Riley, and again, I don't really think we're going to see a defenseman traded. Um, At least not until the other you, two get back. Below, if you pull below the if you pull below the uh, the cap ceiling, um, that means you have less spillover from the bonuses. Hmm. Okay. Now, in the short term, I've seen it suggested that maybe the Bruins will just use LTIR and figure it out in season, but like that feels like a, a catastrophe waiting to happen. Like that sounds dangerous. It's like, oh, you yeah. want us to take one bad three million dollar contract? Give us two first round picks. <laughs> oh, you want us to take this good third yeah, three three million dollar contract? Give us two for two first round yeah, picks. Yeah, like that's the a... only way you hope there is that you hope when you need to clear the space that someone is de- that someone's lost someone for the season and is desperate. Mm-hmm. Now, because so many of these are expiring UFAs, that's a possibility, hmm. but it's dangerous. Hmm. Okay, I, it'll be very very interesting to see how 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 they how they they they, they navigate this right. Um, Evan Gold is going to very much earn his, his salary on this. <laughs> he likes math. <laughs> As opposed to liking meth. Maybe he likes that too. <laughs> I mean, this might be complicated enough math. He might need, might need to shout down the hall and get Jeremy Rogalski to come help him too, you know, and get the, get the analysts to help the cap guy. It's like, okay, how the fuck do we do this? Mm. And then, He's the Bucks Mike Greenberg. 
the Bucks have Mike Greenberg doing their all their cap stuff and pushing off money until later years. I thought you were talking about the ESPN guy. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> no, it's a different guy. <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck we were going on about him. Jeffrey is not as as a, a um, he's not as football literate. <laughs> Actually, when you so, get to, when you know front office people, when you know front office people, you're like deeper than a fan. You know what I mean? Because I I couldn't even tell you who's in the Patriots uh, front office right now. I could go look. I used to know, but a football. lot of those people have moved on. What was that? Football has a lot of positions, and of course, like even more office positions. It's ridiculous, but you know, big big rosters, so it makes sense. Yeah, Mike Greenberg's the Bucks cap guy. He's like the one who fits when they have like three million in space and they still sign seventeen players. He's the reason why. Okay, we're gonna pay you all five dollars in salary cap money, and then uh, it's going to be uh, eight point uh, nine 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 five. <laughs> What they what they've been doing is they put void years at the end of contracts. So like it's a ten year it's a five year deal, but like the whole final three years are voided after the second year. But when that happens, the remaining amount of the contract comes due right away on the third that third year. And so that's how they push money down the road. Is but but only if the um uh, if the moon is in the seventh house and and um. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed money. I told you that's what you look at. You look at the guaranteed money. You know, somebody could sign a hundred and twenty million dollar deal, but if they're only getting forty two million dollars from that, that's what that deal is worth. You know, they always say, I "Oh, it could be up that. to." It's like, it's like, how is that even a contract? Then it's like, why are you just catching? Not you're just catching imaginary numbers in in here at this point. Well, oh. that's what the uh, the Saints did it with. Um, uh, Taysom Hill. They signed him to like an ex- $100 million extension but like the last six years of the deal were voided after the first two so it was actually like a $23 million extension but uh-huh. like it kept the cap hit down because they were able to spread the entire thing over 10 years. Oh yeah. The the NFL cap uh, situation is fungible all the time. All, all the, the time. time. So if you... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's your vocabulary word, kids. <laughs> yeah, you see the way I see this. Is like I see a lot of people complain about the NHL being a hard cap league. I'm like, but this is way easier to understand this way. Oh yeah, I absolutely <laughs> agree. I understand. I, like I understand NHL contracts. I do not understand football ones. I do not understand baseball ones. Um, I don't know even what I, um, the what basketball ones are i know that they have like basketball are usually enormous money for short term whereas baseball is incomprehensible money over impossible term right from what but... i've been able to gather <laughs> also so with baseball the entire contract is guaranteed the life of the contract is guaranteed no matter what like it's a guaranteed contract the so even though they even that's though why like, you... like the dodgers signed mike, mike trout for approximately 400 years they actually have to pay him for all 400 of them Yes, and sometimes even the, the New York Mets. Okay. 
the New York Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla a million dollars, and he's like 50, and he hasn't played since like 2001. I was going to say Bobby Bonilla Day. It came up. Yep. July 1st. Yep, July 1st. He gets paid a million dollars because, like, not only did he sign his contract, he um, put in his uh, agent worked in that um, they deferred the money. So, like, they deferred it for, like, 10 years. And because of, like, um, interest and stuff, they've paid him for, like, ever. And I think it still has, like, I want to say, like, five more years that he's going to get paid by them. (laughs) Why? Why is that not a national holiday? It should be. <laughs> that agent is a genius for that. Like it seems like the genius. most American contract I've ever heard of. Doesn't it? Yeah, gets a million dollars for nothing every year. And he sucked with the Mets. He absolutely <laughs> was awful with the Mets. Well, that's why this happened. <laughs> so, so on, yes. on a related note, um, the Islanders are still paying Rick DiPietro until at least the end, until at least the twenty seven twenty eight season. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I think it's in his Twitter and, bio. And the um, uh, and Tampa are paying uh, Vinny Lecavier until the end of the twenty six twenty seven season. Oh my gosh, really? That's a name I haven't heard of, thought of in a while. I think he's he with just, Montreal he's now. He's apparently just a role with the Habs now. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't remember what, what the role was. I think it was a, was it a scouting assistant? or a development role. I thought he was doing a senior assistant to the, or a senior uh, advisor. Regional to manager? The, yeah, something like that. <laughs> senior assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I, wonder if, um, I wonder if good old Marty St. Louis had anything to do with that. Probably. Well, plus, you know, like, I mean, the Habs fans were always telling us for decades that Marty St. Louis and Vinny LeCavier were going to be Habs someday. Well, I guess that worked out for them in the long run, but that's a fucking <laughs> long game to play there, son. true. <laughs> 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 On the same note, the the uh, the um, uh, Flyers are paying Brisgal off until the end of 26-27 as well. <laughs> oh, Wow. Oh, all three of them why do you have to be so mean? Buyouts, right? so, so there's no cap hit, but they are paying them. <laughs> Space. Rick DiPietro, uh, the official account of Rick, uh, Rick DiPietro, uh, I can't say his name, New York Islander for life. <laughs> <laughs> Literally for life. <laughs> I had one question I wanted to ask someone. Ask the, the the crowd. Maybe this is a premature for this one, but uh, how do we feel about this team's position in the division after today? Have we now staved off the potential for a surge from, say, the Sens? Yes. Ooh. I think we've done enough to stage stave off Detroit. Yes, we yeah. definitely have Detroit. I'm more concerned about the Sens. Yeah, the yeah. Sens did a lot of really good stuff this year. So their defense is still garbage as part of it. And so. we've been helped by the Maple Leafs in getting a potentially garbage goalie tandem. So, uh. <laughs> But I, I think that this keeps Boston safely at a minimum as the um, wild card representative for the Atlantic. I, I hope agree? so. I, I think so. I think so because... I, I don't think my my little brain wants to think about um, the senators just yet. 
but we've definitely staved off uh, Detroit. I, I feel like if we had just signed one or the other of Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci, it would be different. But we got both of them back. And yes, Krejci hasn't played in the NHL in two years. He played in a far more relaxing league <laughs> last That's year. That's one way to put it. And, and he didn't, he scored well, but he didn't light it up, right? No, he did but in like the beginning, I... and then he kind of fell back a little bit. But then he had international competitions, too. So he just, like, there was a lot and of hockey. Quite, and he was very good at those. Like, yeah. And right. sure enough, one of those was playing alongside the guy that's probably going to be on his right wing this season. Huh, weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they won bronze, right? So that was really exciting. And, uh, yeah, they played together on a line. And, and guess what? Little David was so stoked to be playing with Big David. Um, and oh my God, could you imagine? Okay. First of all, Taylor Hall and David Pasternak doing exactly what they did last year, but this time they have David Krejci in between them. Okay. I don't think it's not about this, but the power play is going to be better too. Oh, of course it will. Because the power play well, there's was the really bad that, last year at yeah, times. Yeah. Well, there's the question of like, so the struck, I mean, obviously different, different um, coach elements was going to be structured differently. But like last year, the points were, were on the point where Pasta and McAvoy, for the longest time, the points were Krug and Krejci on the first unit, right? The question, I guess, will be is like, do they keep, does, does whoever's running the power play now? I'm assuming Montgomery's running it himself unless it's going to get redelegated. Well, yeah, they hired that Is other gonna... guy. Who was that guy that they hired? Gruden's probably going to run the defense. Oh, that's right. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that happened since we last recorded. Just, um, yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very well. Played. Either way, I think I, either way, both power play units will benefit from this in a big way. Because, like, let's face it, there's enough pieces to actually have a good player on the second on the second unit this year. Oh, my God, Yes. <laughs> okay here's here's another, another thing what happens if taylor hall has to miss a couple of games or something and then you have pavel zaka come up onto the all checking line <laughs> the checking line the checking line oh my god it's gonna be so exciting it's gonna be so exciting so exciting so yeah i mean that's what i think about the the team i think that they are going to be better um, than they were last year, for sure. Uh, it's going to be a rough first month and a half, though. And uh, I think they held off uh, Detroit. I mean, we're assuming that the Senators are going to put it together. There's a lot of whole, there's a lot of question marks in their roster just because they added. I mean, they made two of the best additions in this this off season in Giroux and Debrincat. Yes, are they enough? Right, right. That that's a big question. And yet, they, yeah, they they shed Murray, which is, you know, addition by subtraction. But, like, I don't know if I would trust Talbot, Forsberg and Talbot as my uh, goalie tandem on a, on, a, on a prospective playoff team either. <laughs> so, yeah. especially with that defense. Before today, I, for, before today, I figured like we'll be in the mix and probably come out on top. Now I think, yes, okay, this I think this, this team will, will make the playoffs in the Atlantic. Barring something bad, <laughs> and the Bruins did all of this on a Monday. It's a it's a surprise. It's a, a difference than every other announcement they've made so far this summer because all of those have been on Fridays. So, well, and they had fun with it. Like, 
Well, yeah, they did like, because like, like, their, their PR and social media team like was enjoying this and like like was being was being all coy and shit. Like, but th- that's because they knew the fans would enjoy that. Yeah. Um, or most of the fans, most of the fans who enjoy fun and happiness, not the dicks who are like crazy can't play anymore. Uh, you know, why <laughs> are you fucking Jimmy Murphy? <laughs> that's the guy who was like, oh, you know, I saw them at the wedding. You have to imagine that they're going to re-sign and blah, blah, blah. And he's all excited about it. And then he does this bullshit. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Yep. I think they make the playoffs. I think they'll be about the same as last year. I don't know if they'll win a first round. It kind of depends on the matchup. Okay. All right. That's how I feel about them right now. Okay. I, I understand that. What do you think, Nick? Um, I think this team finishes in a better place than they did last year. Um, I know they're going to start the season off slow, but you're going to have eventually have, you know, you know, optimistically speaking, uh, a really good defense, you know, with Hampus, hopefully there the entire year. Man, that guy. Yeah. Is like the Black Pirate, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts, isn't he? Mm. The Dread Pirate Roberts. He looks like Carrie Elwes. You see, yeah. This team almost beat the Carolina Hurricanes, brought it to a game seven with injuries and McAvoy having COVID, but not COVID for that long. Um, Imagine if if Hampus wouldn't have been injured. Healthy, this team. When healthy, this team is better than last year's was. Yeah. So Krejci does that single-handedly, regardless of one's individual position on Howla for, on the Howla Zacha swap. <laughs> and uh, it's my opinion, because of next year is going to be the uh, excuse me next the twenty four season is just going to be the ah fuck it year. You so know, if we think that's also the centennial. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you don't want to be planned dog shit at that point, but here we. But that's where we're going here. Why not? Why not? It's the Boston Bruins Centennial. Bruins fans, eat shit and you'll like it. <laughs> no, you have you have your your twenty three uh, first round pick. You have your twenty four first round pick, which will probably get a lot of people's attention. If there's someone at the deadline the Bruins need. Use them. I mean, this is, as uh, Bergeron put it, talking to Krejci, this is the last dance. It is. I mean, if and only if there's, you know, actually any space to add someone to this team at that point. <laughs> Stop using logic in my narrative. Although, on the other hand, all these expiring UFAs, like, it actually, like, that's a moment where it's relatively easy to dispose of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say that this team, as constructed now, is better than the team that Don Sweeney thought could go far last year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, I agree with you on that. Let's and, and, and it is the last hurrah. It's the last ride. And I I'm glad that we're going to have the chance to say a proper goodbye. Unlike with Zidane Chara. Yeah. Still waiting for his decision because you got to assume there's going to be a one day pro forma contract in there for Chara when he announces his retirement. I hope like don't and a position be, with the team that. somewhere. Let his only kids... if he wants it. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> His kids, he and his kids love Boston, you know? I mean, he might just want to, you know, take a couple of years and just dad the fuck out, you know? He might sell some houses, you never know. 
He's a real, you know. I mean, he spent the last two years living away from his family. So, like, you know, he might just want to take some time and dad the fuck out before he gets into coaching or management or whatever. All right. <laughs> that's fine. He can still um, sell houses and dad out. <laughs> but anyway. Um, all right. Let's wrap it up, guys. Because we wanted to do a quick podcast. We didn't want to, you know, have like a three hour thing. Any final thoughts on this? Tuca, thank you. <laughs> okay, there we go. Right. I think we said all the stuff we wanted to say. So I will say that I'm not sure when we'll record another podcast. We'll do that as needed uh, for now. I'm, okay, that sounds like it's like it's the end. It's not the end. It's just that we need to have a break. It's very important. By the time that we come back from break, we might have a new member of a family who will not be on the podcast, probably. Maybe. Who knows? We'll <laughs> yeah, they, I, I don't anticipate them speaking yet at that point. No. 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 <laughs> we might get the but occasion. But yeah, like I'm guessing, I'm guessing unless like something colossal on a trade front happens, we're probably not going to record again until camp. Makes right. Sense. Right. No, I mean, it should be noted that I'm the one who instigated all of this because yesterday I said we won't record until this happens or this happens or these things happen or whatever. And they all happen today, you know. So, like, if pasta signs, I think that's the big thing, right? Yeah. Pasta signs, we'll talk about it. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you back uh, in September probably and Mm -hmm. uh i think that'll be good and gosh i can't believe it we're gonna go into season eight it's gonna be amazing (laughs) yeah i know can you believe it um so no we have not recorded like 700 episodes but uh i like to i like to number the episodes so that you understand that it's the seventh season and next year uh, next season will be the eighth season but that won't start until october yeah, we uh, we never had to worry about being canceled and campaigning for six seasons in a movie. Um. Well, we almost <laughs> did. I almost canceled us. It's true. I almost canceled us because I was just crumbling for some reason. And holy crap, what was that sound? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So uh, I didn't cancel us. We're still going. We're just going to take a little bit of a break. We didn't say that last time. We're saying it now. Um, so if pasta signs, we'll be back. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, hope everybody has a great rest of the summer. I, yes. That's all I have to say. All right, Jeff. No. Okay. Uh, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. We are a Boston Bruins podcast by Boston Bruins fans. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And, of course, you can uh, reach out to us on social media. On Facebook, we're at Barely On Topic Podcast. And on Facebook, we're at Barely On Topic. And then, of course, there are individual Twitter accounts. I, for one, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. And I am at Rest in Peace, Sweet Goddess, Olivia Newton-John. I can't wait to watch Xanadu again and sing along soon. Dot com. Also known as FBA from RI. (laughs) This is the last time you're doing this before you become a dad. Presumably. So this is a momentous occasion. So Tim, you Mm -hmm. get the last word. I still miss you, Eric Hollow. (laughs) (laughs) 